0: Yo, what's good, YouTube? Welcome back to the Shooter Straight Podcast. It's your co-host, Zach. And I'm Blue. Welcome back to episode 15. Uh, first and foremost, uh, appreciate all the support we've been getting on Instagram, TikTok, all the uh, reels and everything like that. We've been growing uh, every single every single post, every single pod, every single, every single time we do something new. Uh, we're just getting consistent growth, so we just appreciate everyone. And we want to uh, welcome all the new fans coming in. Uh, from the Instagram and and the reels and all of that, because, we you know, welcome to the channel and all that. Um, And we appreciate y'all coming through. And, you know, we we got a lot of big things coming
1: soon. And with all that being said, Blue? I just wanted to also say that we appreciate everything. We appreciate the feedback, all the comments, and we appreciate the the new fans that are coming in, the continued growth. Exactly. And that we, oh, my bad, I was going to say that we got, we got some things coming soon and we should have some interviews lined up in the future. Exactly. So stay, stay tuned for those
0: and subscribe if you haven't already because we got some big things coming soon that y'all don't want to miss. Some exclusive interviews and stuff like that. Some big things. We're not going to confirm nothing yet, but maybe even coming next on the channel, we got some big stuff coming. So just subscribe if you haven't already. We appreciate it. We're really close to 200 subscribers, so and hopefully it, we get there real soon.
1: One of our first video, videos on YouTube just did 1,000 views. So
0: Appreciate Great. all the support. Exactly.
1: With all that being said, you ready to get uh, straight into these topics?
0: Shoot it straight into them? Yeah, shoot it straight. Exactly. So we got the NBA. We got the biggest news. And and it looks like the saga has finally concluded. We've talked about it all throughout the the summer. And it looks like right as summer ends, this saga has come to a close. We've talked about it. Kevin Durant officially has come to an agreement to stay in Brooklyn after meeting with the GM and Steve Nash. Reportedly, they've come to an agreement. And KD will stay this season. So, Blue, I ask you. What are your initial thoughts on this move?
1: I never thought this was going to happen. I thought Katie was going to leave. I thought him and the ownership were never going to come to an agreement because they they were so bitter towards each other. And Katie just seemed like he really, really wanted to leave. And honestly, I feel like this is going to be detrimental to his career. Really? Of, co- of course. And I feel like if he were to go to a different team – He could prove himself and potentially help others. Like, if he would have went to the Trailblazers, maybe got um, Dame a championship, that could have been a really, 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 really great thing for his career. Instead, you're thinking... People would have been talking about that from 10 years from now. KD helping Dame get his only championship. And now we're going to see Kevin Durant losing again in Brooklyn. And it's going to be, you know, a crap show. So so you think that Kevin Durant should have left? Hell Yeah. Any anywhere else. Anywhere else. I don't care if it was the Timberwolves, Minnesota. I'm not I'm not gonna lie.
0: I think that this was an an inevitable move. I think we've said it before, it was just looking more and more unlikely by the day that Kevin Durant was going to stay or was going to leave Brooklyn. His the demands were too crazy on Brooklyn's behalf and K D he was going silent he wasn't really pushing for it It was kind of a weird thing going on i don't i don't know what was really going on
1: that's another thing i was going to mention that he was just like the the team brooklyn was just demanding way too much exactly. crazy demand like crazy trades exactly
0: and, and that's part of the reason why i was i was saying and i think i said this on a previous podcast that it was just looking more and more unlikely that he was going to 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 leave because these demands are too crazy and they weren't letting up and they were asking for Anthony Edwards, the Kyrie, Anthony Towns, and first-round picks, and just crazy stuff like that. No one's paying that price, so I think it was an inevitable move. The inevitable move that he was going to stay in Brooklyn. So I'm not really surprised by this. However, I think for his his career, he should have left. Exactly. I don't think he's going to win a championship with Kyrie and Ben Simmons around him. He definitely will not. I don't think. I think the East is too too loaded. I think that the, he's, he's realistically. Is KD and this Brooklyn team, are they beating the Warriors next year?
1: Hell no. They They don't have a shot.
0: Are they beating Phoenix next year? If Let's say they got to the finals.
1: They're not even getting... I'm saying they might not even get to the first round of the playoffs. With KD, Ben Simmons, and
0: Kyrie, they're not going to get through the first round of the playoffs, you think?
1: They're not going to get through, my bad, through the first round of the playoffs.
0: Wow. So... Obviously, I wanted to get into this question that do you, do you trust Ben Simmons you know, to perform this season? Obviously, Stephen A. Smith recently on ESPN said that he talked to Ben Simmons when he saw him, and he said Ben Simmons is reportedly locked in, and he said that he's going to go crazy this year. You know what I mean?
1: Well, if he doesn't go crazy this year, it's over for Ben Simmons. It's over for him? It's over. His career? Definitely. He hasn't— pre- been able to perform these past couple of years. And he, if he's claiming that he's locked in and he doesn't perform well, he's cap. And he he's just, it's over for him.
0: I'm not going to lie. I don't trust Ben Simmons at all.
1: I think he's got a shot because I believe, like, mo- mostly really anybody has a shot. Yeah. I believe in my heart if they really, truly dedicate themselves and lock in. Because he's, he's, he's in talented. Th- he, exactly. He's at the NBA caliber. So he has a chance. But very slim. At
0: the end of the day, I do not trust Ben Simmons. He has been there in the NBA for how long? Everyone has wanted him to succeed. Every single They've built things around him. they put Joel Embiid around him in, in Philadelphia. The biggest problem with Ben Simmons since he got drafted is that he has no jump shot. And he has not worked on it. And if he has worked on it, he hasn't had no improvement. And if you've really been working on something for this long, you would have had some kind of improvement. And ultimately, that's what's going to hold Ben Simmons back. It's going to continue to hold him back. And that's why this Brooklyn Nets team is going to go nowhere. Think he's going to not winning some, a championship. I think
1: he has something else to add to his game.
0: What else is he adding to his game besides the jump shot? Maybe some
1: defense.
0: He already has. He's one of the best defensive players in the league.
1: But can he be the the best. He probably could be. Will that it, be enough? I mean, it
0: it would be it help him play a good role on this team. But realistically, I mean, I know you have KD and you have Kyrie. So how much extra offense do you need? But you have to be able to spread the floor and do things on the basketball court besides just be a body out there on defense. he makes body. a shot here and there. He's not making a shot here or there. Was he making a shot here or there for Philadelphia when they needed it? Hell no. Exactly. So how can you trust this man? He's over here too busy playing Warzone and shit like that. You, do, you just don't trust him. And realistically, I'm not trusting this Nets team to win a championship with, those, with these guys there. KD, let's be real unreliable. And uh, sometimes Kyrie, you don't know where he's going to be at any given moment. And Ben Simmons, he just can't perform most of the time. So this Nets team is just a recipe for disaster. And I'm surprised that Steve Nash and the GM, are they want to run it back because I think that they have to accept that this isn't going to win. Let's be real. This team is not competing with the Warriors.
1: You know what I mean? Like I said, they might not even get through the first round of the playoffs. Exactly. They needed to get a fresh start and do something
0: different exactly, and this was their chance to do so, and they didn't and they didn't and now like this this big three it's it's just not going to work and if you thought russell Westbrook a d and LeBron was a failure, wait till you see k d Kyrie and
1: Ben Simmons because that's just gonna it's going flop all right, so you ready to get into the next topic. I'm ready, so we got Shaq and Kenny the jet Smith. Agreeing that Stephen Curry, Steph Curry, is the best player in the world right now at this very moment. I don't know personally, man. I think they're just talking, like they're just talking out, like they're just. They're just I disagree. Talking crap. I disagree with with Shaq and Kenny the That's what I'm saying. Like they're just talking, man. I don't. I don't.
0: Giannis is the best player in the world right now. There's no doubt in my mind. Steph Curry, he's up there. He's a great player. He just led the Warriors to the championship. However, Giannis, is an unstoppable force. Let's be real. Curry, at some moments in the finals against Boston, there were times where he wasn't playing that good. There was a few games in that series where he kind of got bailed out. You know, and I think ultimately I think it was game three, I I think, where Curry had a bad shooting night and the the Warriors were still able to get the win. You know, they were able to win despite of Curry, you know, in spite of him, his bad performance. So let's be real. Giannis... He, like, he is, like you, there's no stopping him. You, you can't. You know what I mean? He's just, day in, day out, you know what you're getting. He's an unstoppable force. Curry, he's great, but he's always needed a little bit of help. Giannis, I mean, that 2021 championship was super, more, it was more impressive than this most recent Warriors championship. I just, I don't I don't agree that Steph is the best player in the world. Is he up there? Yes. But if, in my opinion is Giannis.
1: And I definitely got Luka. You got Luka? I definitely got Luka.
0: Best player in the world over Curry right now.
1: Most definitely.
0: But I thought you liked Curry. I like Curry. But you don't think he's the best player in the
1: world? <sighs> definitely Luka, at least within the next couple of years. He's going to be the best? Is going to be the best. Within the next, like...
0: But who's the best right now? <sighs> That's what they're talking about, right now.
1: I want to say Luca, man, because I know like once he gets there, he's gonna stay at that spot for a hot minute, like LeBron did, like Jordan did, like LeBron did. It's just gonna—that's just the way it's gonna be. So I want to say Luca, but right now he's just not there. Mm-hmm. Might if it's not Steph Curry, man, it has to be someone like maybe LeBron. It's not gonna LeBron be LeBron up
0: there. Yeah, it's not be LeBron at this point in his career. So, to be real, it's either for me realistically, it's either Giannis or Curry or, or Luca is up there as well. That's what I'm saying. But Luka. I'm taking Giannis. Like, for me, it's a no no debate. Jokic as well, back to back MVP. Could say Jokic. No, I no, I definitely got Luca. You got Luca. Now I'm taking Giannis though. But it's it's a little bit crazy. It's crazy how the European players and you know, I never thought that be, we'd be talking about two European players as two the best two in the NBA. Maybe you're saying Luca. Obviously, we know from Europe, Giannis is from Greece. Of course, it's kind of
1: crazy how Europe is, is slowly and at one point Dirk Nowitzki. It's, it's crazy. His
0: time. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying like right now at this point, like 2022, it's crazy how Europe is progressing so fast in basketball, of course. and that they're getting up there. And eventually, I mean, not, I don't think they're going to overtake the US, but they're producing so much talent. Getting like soccer, and I think I said that before
1: it's crazy before we actually we were gonna get into soccer before we do. do you want to talk about um jason Jason Tatum and his saying that his wrist was like broken in game six?
0: Oh yeah, he said that in a recent interview with Taylor Brooks, he said that he was playing through uh an injury in the
1: n b a finals with his wrist. Do you buy this? nah, I don't buy it I don't buy it and and if and if his wrist was like some- somewhat broken, like he wouldn't like I don't know. I don't think he would have played if it was like completely like I mean, shattered. The way he said, the way he described it in the interview, like he couldn't pick up a plate or anything like that. Let's he wouldn't. He wouldn't have played. Let's be
0: real. If you if you can't pick up a plate, you can't shoot bricks in the NBA Finals. And that's what he was doing. So he was able to shoot bricks in the NBA Finals. He was able to shoot. He was just shooting bricks. He was just playing bad. And this, I think, this is his is kind of like, oh, let me try to excuse my way out of this. I don't know
1: because other players have done this throughout Recently. history including lebron yeah a um, few times chris paul chris paul was was limping off the court when he lost in like what was it game 7 versus um the mavericks but we all remember when kobe won the championships through his injuries and never spoke a word about it so it just shows a, just just shows about your character
2: yeah
0: yeah, I, I just don't buy the Jason Tatum wrist injury. I don't know. Anytime you bring up the wrist in, like an injury after the fact and you lost, I just don't buy it. And and you know you can say that you didn't want the team to 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 hold you out, but let's be real, no team is holding you out of the NBA Finals because because of some wrist injury that you can play through like you did. So let's be real, you were able to play through whatever minor injury it was, and you just played bad. You exactly. lost, and you lost, and that's what it is. But I don't think you can make it out to be like, "Oh, that's the reason we lost." I don't want to see that because it's just not the case. They had their chances to win that series against, against the Warriors. They, in my opinion, they should have won to to this day. They probably should have won that. It was there. They, they killed themselves, and and you can't use this wrist you know, injury. But there was a excuse. couple
1: of dumb plays that had. That's been. what I'm saying. They
0: killed themselves. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. They killed themselves. So that's that's that. No excuses.
1: No wrist injury for me. All right, ready to shoot it straight into soccer.
0: Exactly, I'm ready.
1: We got Man Un Manchester United, winning versus Liverpool, in one of the hugest upsets of the season so far. Of the season so far, exactly.
0: My initial thoughts to this result: it, it was a Manchester United masterclass. I it, I, it was something I would have never expected. Eric Ten Hag, I don't know what he he told the players after the the recent losses, like, you know, the 4-0 loss. I don't know. I don't know what Ericton Hag, he did in training, but this Manchester United team turned it around, and they just played a masterclass of a game. There's there's nothing else. You, you know, nothing but good things you can say. They pressed well. They held possession well. And it was a pretty much a, a dominant performance all throughout the game. Marcus Rashford looks like he regained his confidence. I think ten Hag is turning around Manchester United. And I think it's it's worrying for Liverpool you know obviously this is this is your team but I think it's worrying the this start Liverpool is having because Manchester United
1: no that's not Man City is my team but
0: oh yeah that's what I'm saying but this is your team's rival
1: yeah my team's rival yeah exactly but Liverpool they're starting out
0: the season real well they're worse than Manchester United now they're in 16th place Manchester United is in 14th so this this result I think we need to start having question marks about Liverpool and Sadio Mane and if he sh- really should have left and it, what are li- our expectations for, for Liverpool this season. Wait, did Casemiro go to... Casemiro just went to Manchester he, United. He Manchester
1: United, so that, that's what I'm saying. And another, he got the dub. Another
0: team, and but that's another player that's going to help out United who's a team that's going to be competing with Liverpool. That's what I'm saying. Or they, got the, and they got the dub. And I'm saying this is... Like, this Liverpool performance, this shows... Their weaknesses in their
1: team, and I think it's a big. They're also versing Cristiano Ronaldo, but he was like, he was didn't play. Damn, he didn't play. He didn't play, like at all. No, was he injured? No, he just he didn't play. No, why? He just didn't play.
0: It's weird. He just didn't play. But regardless of that, they were able to get the dub against Liverpool, and it, they, my interesting thought was. And I I always thought that Sadio Mane was the most important piece of Liverpool. More important than Salah, and I think that we're showing that so far. With Bayern Munich, we just saw this Bayern Munich rampant in their Bundesliga game so far. They won 7-0, or 7-1 it was. Sadio Mane is uh, leading the league in goals. He's having thriving success while Liverpool are over here sitting in 16th place. For me, Sadio Mane was the key to Liverpool's success, and I said this on the last podcast, but they did not properly replace them, and it's showing. Luis Diaz, he scored some goals, but he's not going to be consistent enough to get it done. Darwin Nunez wasn't able to play in Manchester United because of suspension. A cheater. I don't know if you can trust them. You can't. Liverpool, I'm not totally worried about them, but I'm slightly worried. I don't know if they're going to make top four, I think, because they're going to find a way to figure it out. But I'm slightly worried about them, and they're going to have to figure it out, and they're going to have to figure it out fast.
1: Is Manchester United back? I think Manchester
0: United, they have the chance to be back. I think they possibly are back. If they are able to consistently play like this, they're back. Because adding Casemiro, this is a natural-born leader, one of the best CDMs of all time. This is a legend of Real Madrid linking back up with Cristiano Ronaldo, who's who's ultimately going to get back into the fold at Manchester United. And right now, Marcus Rashford looks to have regained his confidence. And if you're able to get that with Bruno Fernandes back in form, Casemiro, and it looks as if that Lisandro Martinez was able to solidify the defense, I think Manchester United could be back in that they could
1: potentially compete for top four. I think that they have a, they have the potential to do that. So we got so we got Chelsea your team. They got smoked bad by what was the team's name? Well, how do you, how do you Leeds. Say it? Leeds. That's oh, <sighs> not good. But yeah. When was the last time they lost to Leeds? It was, it was 20 years ago. 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, it's been a long time since Chelsea had lost to Leeds and they lost pretty badly. Let's be real. The only cool thing about this is, like I said when I was telling you about this, that the leads are led by some Americans. You know, they have Jesse Marsh as the manager, who's American, and the guy who scored the first goal in the game. Brendan Ayrton is on the U.S. men's national team who plays with Christian Pulisic, who's on Chelsea, who didn't uh, play in the game, though. Let's be real. This game, it was a pathetic performance from Chelsea. Pathetic. And Thomas Tuchel is really going to have to look at his team, and they're going to have to figure something out. You're gonna have to find have to find a way to score goals because they couldn't even break through leads, and that's gonna be a, a big issue uh, for the future. Kai Havertz is not getting it done. They've sold Kakut to Inter. They haven't replaced them. They're they're trusting 21 year olds and 20 year olds, and they're trusting a guy, Armando Broja who could be a good striker. And you know what I mean. But he's a youth academy guy. Are you really you trusted him? Is that who Hell no. That you're trusting to lead you to to glory. And lead you to top four? I don't know if I'm trusting that.
1: Bro, you need some experience on that team, some OGs. And that's what
0: Chelsea's lacking right now. And I'm, so like I said, and you you said it uh, on our Premier League predictions video, you said that you think Chelsea could be third. And I said, sure, they have the chance, but. Not like this. Exactly, not like this. And I said, nah, I don't think they're going to be, be third place and overtake Spurs because the attack is poor. They haven't replaced anybody. And Mason Mount and and the players that they do have, they're out of form. They haven't been good for a couple seasons now. You know, what I mean Mason Mount, he was a promising player, but he hasn't been performing at the same level for a while now. A lot of Chelsea's players, they haven't been playing as good. Their defense is really good, like I said. Midfield is strong. The attack, non-existent. And you're at you. You need to score goals. Ultimately, your defense can be really good, and like 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 this shows, you can lose three 0 sometimes. Lead.
1: So we got PSG though. They beat L- L- Lily Leo. So PSG being Leo 7 to 1 are PSG likely to win the Champions League this season.
0: I think PSG are going to win the Champions League this season. For me, it's PSG and Man City's competition to lose. For me, personally, they have the best squads in the competition far and beyond man city they have a really really good squad they're well-rounded and adding erling holland uh to that squad that just makes them even stronger and better and it looks like he is uh hitting the ground running with manchester city scoring goals in almost every game so far psg they look to be Rampant so far, winning every single game in Ligue 1, which isn't the most difficult thing to do. They're stacked. But beating Lille 7-1, who is their probably most difficult contender, and the way that they're doing it dominantly, 7-1, scoring goals after eight seconds. They're scoring for fun. Neymar it seems to be back in form. However,
1: you wouldn't say that's the most competitive league, though. It's
0: not, but it's a World Cup year. Messi is playing at at the peak of his game. He's back. Neymar is playing at the peak of his game, getting ready for the World Cup. And Mbappe is also playing at the peak of his game. So many uh, players are eyeing the 2022 World Cup midseason. And we are seeing so many players at the peak of their games right now. And all three of PSG's front three are eyeing the World Cup. And they're playing at the peak of their powers right now. Paris Saint-Germain. And right now, if PSG's front three continues to play like this... They will win the Champions League, and I have no doubt in my mind about it. They will break the curse and win the Champions League.
1: We know I got my team, Man City. I got them not choking, and I got them holding it up with Holland to win the Champions League this season.
0: They have a chance?
1: They definitely got a chance.
0: But I've taken PSG all day. I trust Messi, Mbappe, Neymar They're at the peak of their powers right now. The star power, I trust it. However, Man City, uh, like you know, we uh, we don't have it on there, but they drew this weekend. Newcastle,
1: they're a solid team, but like I said, they came we, back from what uh, they were down, what three 3-1. 3-1? But, but it
0: shows Man City they they can they can be they they have competition. They can be scored of on, of course. So PSG, they're just they're running rampant. So I I don't know right now. I have faith in them.
1: Ready to get into the NFL? I'm ready. So we got Baker Mayfield. He's going to start on the Panthers this season over Sam Darnold. Officially. Are we agreeing with that?
0: I think it's the right move.
1: Definitely. I think he'll give Baker Mayfield his time to shine.
0: I think it's the right move for the Panthers, and I think it's the it's a good move for Baker Mayfield, obviously. Uh, for, let's be real. I don't think it's difficult to beat out Sam Darnold.
1: I'm so. going to be honest, though. I think they should still give Sam Darnold some reps. I don't think so. Why? He's trash. How trash?
0: He's one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen.
1: But they got to give him some reps. No. You got to give a chance. They should cut him.
0: Cut him? Yeah, they should probably cut him. I'm mean, not going to lie. Sam Darnold is probably not even good enough to be a backup quarterback in this league. He's not a good quarterback. I trust Baker Mayfield uh, more than Sam
1: Darnold, obviously. You trusting Colin Kaepernick over Sam Darnold? I'm
0: trusting. Yeah, probably trusting him. Yeah. Let's be real. The Panthers, they're not going to be good this year. Uh, not that good. However, they had to start Baker Mayfield over Sam Darnold to give him any of kind of chance to do anything. And I think Baker Mayfield, like I said, he's going to perform well. And I said it uh, when we did our Baker Mayfield video, uh, our second Baker Mayfield video on the channel. I said if he ends up starting, he's
1: going to perform well.
0: You know, I don't think he's going to make the playoffs or anything like that, but he's going to perform well. I trust Baker Mayfield.
1: I was gonna say though, you gotta give Sam Donald some reps in case Baker Mayfield gets injured.
0: He and Baker Mayfield is an is an injury prone quarterback,
1: so you gotta give Sam Donald some reps.
0: Maybe maybe you're giving him a few. On the on, on the, in the practice practice. Oh it. man, you're giving him some practice reps.
1: It's not enough. Yeah, he needs in game experience.
0: Nah. If, if you give Sam Darnold an, a much in-game experience, you're probably going to lose. And we saw that last season with the Panthers when he was playing with them.
1: You're not lying.
0: Let's, let's be real. We still, we said it in our uh, NFC South predictions video. I said the Panthers, they were going to finish last in the division. And even with Sam Darnold uh, now being on the bench and Baker Mayfield starting, I still think they're going to finish last. Maybe they're going to get a couple extra wins because uh, Baker Mayfield is a is a quality quarterback. And when you have a quality quarterback, Sometimes you're gonna just get some wins because you have a quality quarterback. Exactly. He's gonna make the throws that have to be made in the clutch moments that are gonna get you the field goal or gonna get you the first down when you need it to win you the game. Because
1: he's experienced in experience- doing that.
0: Exactly. So you might get a few extra wins, but that's all you're gonna get.
1: You're not going to the playoffs. Not even gonna be a wild card contender. Hell no. Yeah. You're
0: just gonna you might win a few extra games and you might be like seven seven and ten or whatever, but Instead of five, five and twelve, but that's that's about all you're gonna get with, with Baker Mayfield. But you're probably still taking that, I guess. But you it's what you paid the uh, the you you traded the draft pick to get him, so it's what you paid that for.
1: So overall, what do we think of the NFL preseason? What are our what are our thoughts?
0: I'm not gonna lie, it's it's a it's a snooze fest.
2: Really,
1: the,
0: the NFL preseason is a snooze fest, and, and as, as as great as the NFL is, there's a few things in the NFL that aren't great. It's the Pro Bowl and the preseason. And and let's be real, nobody. The NFL is a multi-billion-dollar industry, brings in the most revenue of any sport, pretty much besides soccer. And soccer is a global, more global than the NFL, so it's kind of unfair to compare. And and nobody, no genius, no human has been able to solve the problem of of the Pro Bowl, and the preseason in the NFL. And let's be real, I, I I'm not acting like I have this, the answers. I don't. I don't know. I don't really know what the NFL can do to make the preseason better. And I'm interested for the for anyone. Uh, comment what you think the NFL should do to make the NFL preseason better because I honestly don't know I think that it's honestly sad when we see NFL uh, players get hurt in the preseason because it's just a meaningless game
1: I was going to say do you think the game should be worth something?
0: I don't I, but how, there's no way you can make the games worth something how how could you do that? what could you do? incentivize them in what way? offer more, maybe more money?
1: yeah put some something on the line
0: but then that's gonna maybe incentivize more injuries because they're gonna be, players are gonna be playing harder. So then it's gonna be like a regular season game, and you don't really want that either because NFL players they probably take too many hits as it is, and they
1: put themselves at so much risk.
0: You probably I, I'm not gonna lie, as much as possible, you probably want players playing the least amount of football as they possibly can.
1: I remember you saying to cut out the preseason entirely.
0: I think that that's a real possibility. I think if there's a, if there's a way that it can be proven that players can properly train for the season and be prepared for a week one contest going full blown, full, uh, like full, full at it. And it's, at the, it's still at a high level without the preseason and without like that t- giving three weeks of getting into the rhythm of things. If you can kind of maybe, maybe, or maybe just cut it down again into to a two week preseason or something like that, because they kind of need to do something. If they can f- find a way to to study it, and kind of find out if the they can if the ratings are or if they just play generally as good without the preseason, I think that they should be looking into doing that.
1: I'm not gonna lie. Speaking of injuries, I remember you wanted to talk about Kayvon uh, Thibodeau. Th- Th- Thibodeau and him getting hit and it was, how was the dirty play? And exactly. I remember it's, watching the video with you. It was horrible, like extremely. Like he got right for the knees. He got whacked. Like, he, I mean, he whacked somebody, and, like, it was just crazy.
0: Exactly. It was, like, a, a block. It was a it was a block, and, and there was uh, a debate with the ESPN analyst, and there was uh, Emmanuel Acho who said, who, who I guess, played football, and he did play football, and he said that uh, it was a dirty play. And then there were other players who formerly played who said it, uh, it was not a dirty play, and it was just kind of part of the game, per se. And it's just a, a block that kind of happens. Nah. And I'm not going to lie, regardless of if it was a block that should happen or not, it's a dirty play to me because it's the NFL preseason. Exactly. It, it goes right back to the point where I was making in the previous thing. It's, it's the preseason, bro, and you're making like a chop block at the knees, bro. on on a On a top pick, this is a first round pick that's supposed to be leading the Giants on the Giants' defense to 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 great to great things. Kayvon Thibodeau, this is was was a number one recruited Oregon, and now a top pick at, for the for the New York Giants could be you know, learning from the great Lawrence Taylor and shit like that. You've got to protect this guy, and you want to pr- protect your stars. And dirty guys, dirty plays like this are going to happen in the preseason that are going to take him out now for, what, four weeks, four to six weeks? That's what they're expecting? I'm not a big fan of that, and that's why I think that the NFL has to look into into doing something new with the preseason, getting rid of it or something like that. I, think I, that, that's I don't know if they job. should
1: get rid of it entirely, but I think – there needs to be something done. There needs to be something new that happens. And get
0: air. Uh, so, they you think that they need to play some kind of games, but they need to do something different.
1: Exactly, they need to do something different. Whether it's incentivize it or something.
0: Maybe like a flag football. No, flag football preseason where it's like they could get the motions going, but there's no hits or nothing.
1: No, because people aren't gonna watch that.
0: People aren't watching it right now.
1: Pe- I'm not uh, watching it. NFL fans are watching the preseason. The only
0: way you're watching the preseason is if you're like a Steelers fan who wants to see which quarterback you're playing. You know what I mean? Or like, or like you might have watched the first game so that you could see
1: your favorite team play. Or like your uh, your your favorite like
0: your te- like if your favorite team just got a new big guy in free agency, like the Dolphins with Tyree Kill, we got oh uh, we got to see his first game even though it was preseason. You know what I mean? So it, that's the really the only reason you're watching preseason, and you're watching like a quarter, and then when they when they put the bums in after, the, you know what I mean? They put the bums in that you never heard of, and you're turning it off. Damn! So that's why the the NFL they and they know that too. They know they and they can't find a way to fix that, and eventually they will. But I think they just got to scrap it. In my opinion, they got to find a way. To, they got to find a way to, to scrap it. Do something like that.
1: So you're ready to get the NFC East predictions. I'm ready to get into my NFC East predictions. Bet. You want me to go first? You can go first. Bet. So my NFC East predictions, I got at the top, we got the Cowboys on top. Then we got the Eagles, the Giants, and then the Commanders at the bottom.
0: Formerly known as the Redskins.
1: Formerly known as the Redskins. That's – it's – it's the
0: list that everyone probably should have let's be real When it's, has this list changed it, it it does it hasn't changed for a minute like what a couple 5 years 6 well years? well now well well technically the the winner uh, while well, i was going to say this uh we don't re- really see many back-to-back winners of this division most of the time let's be real for a few, for many years now i guess you know we haven't seen the giants be in the mix for winning the division you know what i mean they've been kind of Bad for a while. But the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Redskins, they've been kind of all evenly kind of trash, but good at the same time. Not the Redskins. But they've won the division a few times in the last couple of years. You know what I mean? They're always in the mix, kind of in the mix. You know what I mean? They'll get you eight wins, ten wins. You know what I mean? They're in the mix. Taylor Heineke. Let's be real. I've, you know, Taylor Heineke is the backup now to Carson Wentz, obviously on the Redskins or the, the Commanders. But you know Taylor, they, you know. Let's be real. Everyone was rocking with Taylor Heineke.
1: No, the Redskins are bad. I look, the the
0: Commanders, they're they're gonna be bad this year. For me, they're in fourth place. Similar, you know, just like you. Even though they got uh, Wentz, and they got Terry McLaurin, who I like. They're gonna. They just don't got. <laughs> like, it's just I don't really <laughs> trust them, and
2: Carson Wentz. They're
0: just not that good, and, and it's a, it's a prove it year for Carson Wentz because the Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Irsay said that it was the biggest mistake in his history or franchise history for trading for him and that's like a biggest slap to the face. Look, a franchise has literally said it was the worst move in their history to get you as to play quarterback for them. Do you know how how disrespectful that is?
1: And you know we we got some people out there that's their favorite team like uh, we got Bobby
0: but that's Bobby's favorite team.
1: I think he said that when oh. we were playing Cod. That's cool. We got my grandma is her favorite team Exactly So I know it's some people's Favorite team out there It's just They're not in the The contending to be winning the Their they, division right now And
0: they're gonna have to Continue to rebuild They have Chase Young And they have some good young guys But they're gonna have to Continue to rebuild And, and get some more young guys And ultimately Carson Wentz Is not the answer at quarterback
1: So I'm interested to
0: hear your list Third place I got to, Just like you I got the Giants I, the, the Giants, you know, I like uh, Dabble as a coach coming from Buffalo. You like Kayvon, right? I like Kibon Thibodeau, Thibodeau. Unfortunately, though, he's injured, you know, now because of, like I said, the dirty preseason hit. But I think, let's be real, they have a question mark with the quarterback position for the future. Daniel Jones. I think Saquon Barkley is going to be good this year, hopefully, and rooting for him. I think they're, but, you know, they're not competing or nothing like that. The Giants are going to be, so. they're not going to be a good team. Maybe they'll be decent at best, but they're not going to be that, they're not going to be great, but they're not going to be I guess that bad. I just they're going to be mid. That's my thoughts on the Giants. Exactly. And they but long, going f- long term with the Giants, they have a lot of question marks. Quarterback, what are they going to do in the draft? But for now, they're just going to be mid, mid, at best type thing. So he got second. Got the Eagles, just like you. I got the Eagles. From uh, like if, if, in in a lot of other divisions, maybe the Eagles they wouldn't be as high up. They maybe would be in third place because I don't have as much faith in Jalen Hurts as other guys do. He's you know he, he I'm not gonna say he's, he's like exactly like Lamar, but he kind of is in the sense. He <laughs> kind of is, and I don't have 100 percent faith in him. I like AJ Brown and I like obviously Devonta Smith, and I th- think that no. What do you mean he kind of is? Like his his, his 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 arm isn't the best, but he's good on the run. He is good on the run. He can get you some yards on the run. He's able to. He's versatile, but like he's not making every single throw that he has to make. But it's I think it, I think it's going to be different this year uh, with the new wide receiving options. Like I said, adding AJ Brown is going to make it better, and it's going to open up room for Devonta Smith. I think that's going to be a lethal duo. I'm really interested to see how they're going to do this season. So that's why I'm not. I'm, they they might be able to compete for first place with the Cowboys. But you know, they're not. They're not. But they might be able to. Let's be real. If Jalen Hurts is able to play at a high level, which he very well may, and you AJ, AJ Brown, top, bro, and AJ Brown is able to perform like he was able to uh, in Tennessee with Devonta Smith, who we saw a Heisman winner, the Eagles might be able to. However, I'm just not gonna bet on it yet. Exactly. I'm not gonna bet on it yet. Why would you? I'm going to stick with the Cowboys winning this division. Although they w- they did trade Amari Cooper, and now they're going all in with CeeDee Lamb as their number one receiver. Look, I trust Dak Prescott, and they have a good defense, uh, Micah Parsons, who I trust. Good offensive line. Dak Prescott, he's up there. He's the top 10 quarterback in this league. And I, I love CD Lamb. I think he's going to take a even bigger jump this year. Be a top wide receiver in the league. I trust the Dallas Cowboys. Well, not 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 in the playoffs, but I trust him to win this division. Of course. But I do think it's going to be close between them and the Eagles. Because the Cowboys, I just you, know, you never they're going to make it closer than it probably should. But I think it's going to one game might separate them. And it could go either way. But I'm going to take the Cowboys winning this division.
1: Perfect. So we got the same list Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, and then last, the Commanders. The Commanders. So you get ready to get into our last topic for sports of the day? I'm ready. We got Nick Saban agrees to an eight year deal with Alabama for $93.6 million. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think it's crazy, man. They give a coach this much. This, man, that's just insane, man. I know it is a long time though, eight years. Yeah. But pff, $93 million is way too much to be given a coach. Honestly, man, I think it's way too much to be given a player in general, man. It, just for a single person to have about $100 million, pretty much, like that's just, yeah. it's not fair. It is what it is. At the end of the day,
0: I'm confused slightly by this this deal to because, at the end of the day, I understand Nick Saban in Alabama. He's a, he's, a, he's a legend. He's the GOAT. He's accomplished everything that a college football coach could accomplish. But let's be real. If I'm Nick Saban, I've been doing this for so long. I'm at the top of the totem pole. Nobody's overtaken me. I've, I've overtook Bear Bryant. I am the GOAT. Why took over Urban Meyer? Why Why are you staying for another eight years doing this? If you're really gonna coach for another eight years, you're not gonna challenge yourself anywhere else. You're gonna do Alabama for another eight years. You're not gonna retry the NFL at all. Like I get it, you can just dominate. It's pretty. Like I get it. It's gonna be cool. You'll make a lot, a lot of money ninety three point six million. And you'll just dominate at Alabama and you'll just pretty much get every number one recruiting class for the next eight years and all of that like you have been. And You know, my entire life, Alabama's been winning college football and national championships. It's just what it is. And it looks as if it's just going to continue to be like that. I just – I respect it because, I'm, you know, I love winning just as much as the next guy. But at a certain point, you got to have the ambition to challenge yourself. And especially when you, uh, in the past, have failed, like Nick Saban failed, uh, with the Miami Dolphins in the NFL, he failed. Let's be real. Nick Saban at any moment could get the opportunity to go in, and enter the NFL again or enter a new college football program and, and do this again. And instead he's just restaying at Alabama. I respect it, but I wish he would try something else.
1: That's actually a really, really interesting point. I, I wish he would actually as well try something else and maybe actually give the NFL another shot.
0: I think that he sh- I, like I, let's be, he's not going to now.
1: Because it's all, I think honestly, after this eight year
0: extension, he's got to be. Set reti- in stone. He's got to be retired. Because he's up there in age. And this was probably his last chance to ever look into the NFL. Because I don't think he's going to coach anymore after this. So if I, I, I would have just loved to see it because this, for me, this is the greatest college coach of all time. And this is a guy who failed miserably in the NFL for whatever reason, flopped on his face with the Miami Dolphins. And. I just know Nick Saban loves to win and that and he wants to prove everyone wrong. If he really wants to prove everyone wrong, test yourself in the NFL again. Win a Super Bowl. You've won How many national championships? How many more is he going to win in eight years? He's probably going to win four more. Minimum. Minimum four more. If you're possible. I'm betting minimum. F- I'm going to come back to this in eight years. He's going to win minimum four national championships in eight years. But let's be real. Those four championships is not really adding anything to his legacy. He's already the goat now. He doesn't need four more. That's too much. One Super Bowl would do way more for Nick Saban's legacy than four college football rings. I can definitely agree with that. That's the facts. That's my opinion.
1: I can, de- like I said, I could definitely agree with that. Yeah, because it means nothing that. You continually continuously win win the, same co- win the same thing, win college championships when you've already proven yourself that you're the best at that.
0: He's done it over and over again. He doesn't have to prove it to me.
1: Even if he like maybe not even win won a Super Bowl, maybe even like changed like like you know what I mean? Like changed like um his uh past like in the NFL uh-huh. and made it to where like he was he was actually a good coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Should've I think different. I think that would be a great thing for yeah, Nick even, Saban,
0: even if he didn't win a Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Just make just make the playoffs sometimes and be a competitor. I, like I'd rather see that than him just dominate again with Alabama. It's just to me, it's boring, man. I like I, like every like I want to see something different. You know what I mean? Like I loved it when we got to see those couple years that Clemson seems to have fell off the face of the earth again. Like they did, they came out of nowhere. Now they've fallen back off after Trevor Lawrence. I loved it for those couple of years that they were there and they were kind of at the peak. Now, it seems like Alabama's just gonna dominate again, probably with Georgia for the next eight years, and it's just gonna be boring. It's gonna, are just gonna be yawning through it.
1: Exactly. That's why I just yawning. That's how I'm yeah.
0: funny. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's what that's what we're gonna be doing that for the next eight years in college football because Nick Saban doesn't want to challenge
1: himself. So now, we're ready to switch it from sports and get into music and culture. I'm ready. Shoot us straight into it. We got DJ Khaled. New album. Dropping August 26th. Called God Did. Referencing that uh, God believed in him. We all know. What? It's going to be filled with b b bangers And and fire features. Obviously, we saw the track list. Number one billboard hits. Radio hits. Yeah. Going to be played over and over again. All over the country. No matter where you are. Yeah, You're going to be listening to it when you're walking in to a restaurant, grocery store. It's going to be playing. Yeah, it's probably going to be playing.
0: It's a, that's what you expect with DJ Khaled albums. You expect hits. I think that when you look at the track list, I, I think for the first time in, in uh, with recent DJ Khaled albums, we've seen a lot of uh, collaborations like you always do, but it's been collaborations that nobody wants to see. To be real. Nobody really wants to listen to Justin Bieber, 21 Savage. Nobody really wants to listen to that, but I know a lot. DJ Khaled has finally mastered something with this album, and I hope, and he's putting people together on songs that are actually supposed to go together. It's a beautiful concept, and I love DJ Khaled for actually doing it. He put Travis Scott, Don Toliver on the same song. Oof. Nardo Wick, Kodak Black on the same song. He's putting Drake Lil Baby on the same song. He's putting Takeoff Quavo on the same song. He's, One of the- he's just leaving it at that.
1: One of the it's songs perfect. that I was surprised to see on there was a Juice World song. Exactly. Now that's crazy. Yeah. That's one I think that's one of the first times we've ever seen DJ Khaled produce a Juice World song.
0: Yeah. It was a leak. Uh it was a leak song. We listened to the leak, uh the Juice World Leak from uh, twenty eighteen. If you're familiar familiar with Juice World, you know one of the most leaked artists in of in all in all of his music history. Nobody has more leaks than Juice World and one of the Juice World leaks called uh DJ Khaled slash another one is dropping, and it, it that's the song that's coming out on uh DJ Khaled's album. Except they changed the title. They changed the title to Juice World Did, referencing that Juice World believed in DJ Khaled because they made the song about him, which is pretty cool. I thought at first it was gonna be one of those interludes, you know what I mean, where it's like him, him talking.
1: But it was fire.
0: But it's an actual song, and it's it's a fire leak and. Let's be real, sometimes with DJ Khaled albums that yeah, we, we used to get, sometimes you're going to get some leaks. You know, We had uh, a few Drake leaks on there last time with uh, the Grease. That was a, a leak. Grease? Yeah, come with me. Yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't even talk about that. Can't, I can't talk about it. Can't but... But, <laughs> talk about it, but you know, some people would know that. I, 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 I probably played a role in that, but <laughs> I don't I don't want the uh, RIA coming after me because I, <laughs> I, I, I could have possibly leaked that song, but you know what I mean? Let's we'll, we'll talk about that another day. I don't want to ruin my relationship with drake in the future you know what i mean all
1: right so speaking of new albums we got the baby as well dropping a new album do we have much hope for it personally i don't so the baby the da- like okay i don't have much
0: faith for it but i have a little bit because of the title the baby uh baby on baby two let's be real baby on baby the original baby on baby was a classic low key it was fire it was fire and it, it brought the baby up if he can rekindle that and re get some of the the fire that he was making at that time and, and redo it for The Baby on Baby 2, I think it could be fire. I don't think it's gonna rekindle his career and he's gonna get back to where he was, where he was getting number one hits every album and stuff like that. I don't think we're gonna see that anymore with The Baby. However, I do think this has a potential to be a fire album and sell like 50, 75K. Personally, I don't think it's gonna be able to do that much. I think, I, but I think DJ Khaled, like, what we I know, I I, I didn't say how much I could think it's gonna sell. I think it's gonna sell, like, a hundred k, hundred
1: fifty k. DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled. Personally, man, I think it's gonna sell, 150, 200K. hundred k. I think it's gonna sell a lot. I think the features are stacked. It's gonna go crazy. But I think what what I think this the baby album. It's I think gonna, it's only selling thirty k. Thirty k. He he. he he dropped an album with Youngboy. and didn't sell much. Didn't sell at all. And you're dropping with the number one artist who just went number one.
0: He actually didn't.
1: That money overtook him. Well, he was number one for, for, oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, a yeah. certain amount I know, of time. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So so you drop an album with an artist who had the potential to go number one. Yeah. And it flopped. Exactly. What makes you think he'll be able to do it on his own? Well, he hope me you know might,
0: might be able to get a future feature and then maybe uh I don't think future will be enough. It wasn't enough for Meg. Young boy again. Maybe uh, who else I mean the baby it's probably gonna have some other features on there. No? I I, I don't think he's going number one, but I think he's selling fifty to seventy five K. I think he's selling thirty K. Fifty to seventy five K. My opinion. I wanted to get into uh another, another new album. Exactly. What potential uh well I'm not gonna call them the Migos anymore because I don't know what they are anymore. But this is one of your favorite artists, a part of one of your favorite artists, I guess. I don't know what to call it. Offset, definitely one of your favorites. Dropping, uh, well, he's already dropped his first single, five, four, three, two, one. We listened to it, produced by Baby Keem. He's dropping his second single, featuring Money Yo, dropping on Friday. What were your initial thoughts on the the in the first single that came out, and then what do you think
1: uh, for this Offset album? Do you think it's gonna be fire? I think this Offset album is definitely going to be fire, and I think the album that Quavo and Takeoff are working off is de- uh, with uh, the Unk and Few thing. That's it's, it's going to be fire. I don't think it's going to be nothing like what they could have done if they were all working together. Mm-hmm. But regardless, I still think it's going to be good music. Mm-hmm. Five, four, three, two, one was a b- b- banger, mm-hmm. and I know the song with Money Bag Yo is going to be a banger. And just, he's going to have great features, as well as Unkin and Few. So, yeah, good music all around. So you have high expectations for
0: this Offset album? Of course. What do you think Offset's going to be selling first week? Offset alone? Yeah, Offset alone. I got him at a smooth 100K. 100K? So do you think Offset on his own will sell more than Unkin Few
1: together? Definitely not.
0: What does Unconfused sell the first week?
1: They're selling right around the same, but maybe like 15K more, 20K more. So wait,
0: wait, Unconfused together are only selling 15K more than Offset on his own. Of course.
1: Because Takeoff hasn't been able to create a big name by himself on his own. So it's not going to help push the album sales. As much as, as Offset. Exactly. on his Would be able to do on his own.
0: I, I, I didn't think about this, but this is going to be interesting do you think that uh quavo and takeoff are going to help like are they going to post about uh and promote offset's album and and vice versa do you think that they're gonna uh, do that or do you think that like let's be real if they don't promote each other's albums it's like it's for real beef it's real like like we we, we underestimated it do you think what do you think
1: (sighs) i think they might not post it at first but over time, they'll definitely post it. They'll post like like a snippet of like them listening to the song, like while they're in the car or mm-hmm. some something like that, and like just to show that like they fuck with it. Exactly. But they're not gonna post it like a picture of the album cover yeah. on their Instagram or right like go like like that. get that exactly. They're not gonna no. do that.
0: Okay. I, I mean, I, I think that I hope that they do. I think that they will. But I, I they, they might not. There's definitely a possibility that they might not. However, I'm, I, I'm leaning out hope that they will.
1: Like I said, it might be a little snippet here and there, but nothing like... My nothing expectations. Like I that. think
0: I think that this Offset... I'm excited to see what other features are going to be on there besides Moneybag Yo. Let's be real. Offset was is one of my favorite Migos. I mean, I love them all, but I think in terms of making solo music, Offset makes really
1: good solo music. Could I have a future feature on there.
0: I think that the production is going to be there. I think that it, it's ultimately going to just come down to is, is Offset himself going to pick the right tracks to be on this album? It's very Offset has, very a, true. Offset has a lot of good songs, solo songs in the vault that he's previewed on Instagram Live and he's snippeted and shit like that. And then he just never drops them. Even, you look at Father of Four, there's some bangers on there, some good good songs. There's a lot of mid on there too. Even at that time, Offset had a lot of snippets that he should have dropped and he didn't. So ultimately, it's going to come down to: Do is Offset going to drop the right songs? Now, rumors that pe- from people that have heard the album, they're saying it's fire. They're saying that this is like like his it, best work. Damn,
1: people that have heard the album,
0: like I don't know, the, the, this is the music exclusives, the executives or something. You know, the, the, the
1: executives I know what you mean. Exactly, it's the executives that have
0: only heard it. They're saying this is ridiculously fire. This is best best project. Better so, than Father of Four. They're saying it's better than Father of Four. He chose he chose a better track list and everything. Made Oof. better better music, more collective project, everything. So with all that being said, I, I think that this project is gonna solidify offset as the best Migo on his own. Better than Quavo. Officially. Damn. And Quavo's Quavo knows that. I think that's why he, he might have to he sided with Takeoff. Because he, he's, he's, let's be real, the media and, and the public turned on Quavo solo as a solo a solo act after Quavo Huncho. They said that shit was so ass, they didn't want to drop no more solo music. He's dropping Unconfused. Father of Four got a pretty good reception. Jay-Z was, was fucking with it. Everyone was fucking with it. It brought Offset into a whole different light in the public.
1: Take off, and then again, and the take off solo album didn't, didn't do, do that much. So offset, even though there was some fire. So like I said, offset
0: benefited the most from the whole solo thing.
1: But Quavo- you know there was some fire on take off solo album? There
0: wasn't Casper, was, and there was fire on on Quavo's too. I think me personally, Quavo's was underrated. Facts, I can agree. But I think that that offset's album is going to solidify him as as the best Migo on his own. Facts. I like and it's gonna sell one hundred and fifteen to one twenty one or one twenty K. Maybe one twenty five. And it's gonna just gonna just depend on if there's a real big hit on the album or not. You know, is Metro giving him a of one like a fire Rick for drip type of beat? Is Future giving him a verse? What I got is what's going on with that? Or is Uzi? It, or, Uzi? I don't know. What or Juice World, they're saying Juice World feature. We don't know what's coming out on this. Let's be real; it comes down to what Offset has every feature in the in the game, every I, I, he can get anyone. So ultimately, it just comes down to is he picking the right song? He let's has get. In,
1: so I was gonna say, let's get into the last new album that we'll be talking about today: Lil Pump," dropping Lil Pump" two.
0: What do we what, what are we thinking? I, let's
1: be real; this is the sequel to
0: yeah. uh, an iconic album, the original Lil Pump," the self titled album. We heard
1: some of the singles that he dropped for the album It. Fire. It's for real. Walking I, in even a little Do we think Lil Pump is back with this album? I definitely think Lil Pump is back. I don't know if he's back. I don't think he'll be able to reach the heights that he did when he dropped Gucci Gang. Nah. Hell no. Nah. But I definitely think he's will be back into the mainstream.
0: He might be. Yeah, he might be back into the mainstream, but I don't think he's going to reach the heights that he was. And I think what we want to know, what proves that?
1: What proves
2: that? It was
0: unnoticed in the streets of Japan. We saw the video. Back, so. he was just walking around in the streets of japan like he was just you or me there
1: and it, was, it went viral on twitter it was trending that like, it was like some person just posted a tiktok of him <laughs> just, just walking around just walking around and he was he was so surprised walking around japan he, he was like, like he in was tokyo like, that no one was noticing it. he was like damn nobody knows me type shit
0: like if you walk like let's be real little pump he fell off like for let's be, a lot of people think that but if you, if you, if Lil Pump walks into any big city in America, people are taking photos with them. They're being like, "Yo, this is Lil Pump." People are gonna notice.
1: But you but you really know that you're known once you're known real wide. I mean, worldwide.
0: And we, he just was walking around in Tokyo, like I say, he was just like like he was me or you there.
1: Exactly. No one knew him.
0: No one knew. And then and, and then he tried to to say that there was a few photos who came up to him and take some photos, and it they were they probably were, but in that particular video that they weren't. They were just walking by.
1: But if you know there was Jay-Z there. It wasn't. But if it was Jay-Z, everyone's taking a photo oh, of Jay-Z. Oh, yeah, because
0: they're going to be like, oh, my God, that's Jay-Z. And it's like the word hove. Of, the word of mouth is going to, like, even if, even, that's the thing. Even if you don't know it's Jay-Z, the word, like, you're going to be like, okay, why is everyone else looking at this guy? Exactly. And then you're going to figure out, oh, man, that's Jay-Z. And you know who Jay-Z is more so than
1: Lil Pump. Lil Pump
0: just but what it is. Like, even you know, kids nowadays know Jay-Z and the old heads know Jay-Z. Kids nowadays might know Lil Pump. The old heads don't know Lil Pump.
1: Exactly. Why and would they? Exactly. So we got Nicki Minaj goes number one. Let's be real. I wasn't really
0: bumping the song.
1: Was it deserving to go number one?
0: Yeah, I didn't bump the song. I don't know. I mean, I, like. I haven't heard it at all. Not one bit. I don't know how it went I don't know how it goes number one if if a majority of people aren't even listening or hearing it at all. Damn, yeah, it's it, it, it's a big question mark. But I'm not gonna lie. It's it's congratulations to Nicki Minaj for going number one. You know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's cool. But but I think that there's a lot of songs that you're like, okay, how come? How does this go number one? What's making this song go number one that some
1: other songs aren't going number one that are also deserving do you think that the female artist on cmg is better oh yeah kala i don't know if she's better
0: but i think that song was fire and it it didn't get no recognition damn but but like i think it it's good it's kind of like it's weird it's one of those things where it's like you know where it's like uh if one thing happens that's good for like it could be good for the collective of course Nicki Minaj and Cardi B and, and consistent females getting more and more number one hits as rappers, rap songs, regardless of how I feel about the song and if it's a good or not, it's good for the culture,
1: I think, for them to go number one. Because it shows light on women, rappers who actually deserve respect. Exactly. Deserve respect. Let's, exactly.
0: be real, let's be real. Even though I, I, I'm not saying the song is trash because I literally haven't heard it. So, like, nobody, like, can get at me saying that I, I said the song's trash. I, just, I, mean, I ain't trying to get the barbs mad at me or nothing like that. I didn't legit didn't hear it. I'm just saying if this can go number one, it, I think it shows. Okay, other female rappers can, can, can they can go number one. And Nikki of course, does She she has had songs that have deserved to go number one. She's had classics, bangers, and this is coming from coming from me. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna say I, I like every Nikki verse or every song but there's definitely some verses where it's like, wow. Okay. She impressed me. Like that's kind of fire. Like, of course. And, and sometimes you get that with a female lyrical rapper. genius. Some, yes. s- sometimes the f- female rapper will catch you slipping. You like, wow, I wasn't expecting that kind of fire. You know what I mean? And, and of course. sometimes Nikki does that. And that's why you got to respect her going number one. And like I said, I don't know if this song necessarily deserves it, but she's had a lot of songs that deserve it in the past. And I know she's, she's inspired a, the next generation of female artists. You know what I mean? So this is so it's a legend.
1: Ready to get on the next topic?
0: Yeah, I'm ready. We got a, a jack boy distant Kodak, <laughs> and uh, we we heard the song, and he, he
1: literally called him a federal agent protected by the president. <laughs> what do you have to say about this? And that Kodak's the type of person to put you on or whatever, but then hate you that you're, when the, you, the when, day you day actually, day when you actually when you actually get up there and start exactly. getting money,
0: exactly with his music. And that's like, what he
1: did to Jack Boy. That he's so what he's claiming. Exactly.
0: So what? What are your thoughts about this? I, I don't. I don't know. Is the song it, was fire. The song was fire, and it was the Renegade beat, which was the Jay Z Eminem song. But for real, nobody else had touched that beat in like twenty. It was years. like two thousand. Yeah. It was crazy. So it was like unexpected, and like Jack Boy wrote that beat. You know what I mean? It was fire. He did, he did his thing. You know what I don't understand though about this beef is Jack Boy and Kodak. They both seem pretty real they real people. Like exactly. They both seem down to earth, you know what I mean? So they, like they would kind of get along. And I understand that they could have beef. But what doesn't make sense to me is that, like, how could they kind of have, you know what I mean? Like, they seem like they could be able to get past this. And it's kind of just like some some petty beef, I feel like, you know what I mean? And Kodak doesn't seem the type of guy to hate on, to, to not want Jackboy to be successful, especially when he was on his label. You know what I mean? Jackboy doesn't seem like the, uh, the guy to, or Kodak doesn't seem like the guy to hate on Jackboy once he gets successful. Kodak knows that Jackboy wasn't overtaking him on the label or nothing like that.
1: He also said in the song that like Kodak got something stolen from him and he called Jackboy to like go like handle it for him yeah. and like that he should be handling his own business.
0: But if he looked at you like it was, it was his boy, you know what I mean? I don't know. Kodak don't seem like the type of guy to hate on somebody when they're successful. You know, he's never really done that. Kodak real,
1: and he said that Kodak's not real, and he's not like a real Zoe because he's never been to Haiti. That's
0: what I don't understand. Like, basically, I think Jackboard's trying to say Kodak putting on a facade to the whole media and to people like me who believe Kodak is like a real OG or whatever gangster. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think Kodak is necessarily like that, but. I like at the same time. I don't think Jack Boy is like that to lie about it, so I don't necessarily understand uh, what what Jack Boy. I don't. I never really understood this beef, and and why it's getting to this point. It's getting to the point where they're kind of continually dissing back and forth. I I don't know.
1: I just I, hope it doesn't get to the point where somebody gets hurt.
0: Like like we consistently have seen it over and over. I don't think it's going to get to that point because I think Jack Boy, he's elevating himself in his career, and I think that eventually. This might be the last time we hear about this because I don't think Jack Boy's gonna want to keep talking about this codex. He might
1: beef. bubble up his name a little bit, and then we won't hear about, hear about the it. beef again. I, th- that's what I'm
0: I think this is probably gonna be the last time we hear about the beef for a while because Jack Boy, he's not gonna keep using this this
1: fake beef. You know what I mean? For clout. That's it. Bet. So we got Fetty Wap pleading guilty in drug trafficking charges, facing five years in federal prison.
0: It's sad. This is the legend in the game. Be real, everyone w- was bumping Fetty Wap back in the day. Just, 2017. No, it was it was earlier oh, what? than that. 2015. Yeah, my
1: bad. 2015. Exactly. It's a legend. I
0: can't believe it. Jeez, it, it was, you're
1: right. 2015. Oh my god, that it was, was it was it, it's crazy that a while ago. Let's be
0: real. It proves that what what he was saying in the songs was true. You know what I mean? Definitely. I think it's sad though that that this is what he's gonna have to face. You know, for obviously doing all that. You know what I mean?
1: Like he's, he's uh, pleading
0: guilty, so he's literally admitting to it. So there's nothing I can say. It's not like I can say free him or that he didn't do nothing wrong. He did.
1: Let's be real. Once he was losing but, the rap money, he was just trying to keep up his lifestyle. Yeah, he had to, and he he, he had he, to find a way to get some money.
0: That's what he had to do. And at the end of the day, it's he should have made
1: smarter investments.
0: I, I it's it's just it's sad, too, you know what I mean. But I'm, I think there's nothing we can do. I mean, he fell off. Do I think he deserved to fall off? No, because the music was fire. But ultimately he fell off, and this is the choices that he had to make. It's sad though. You know what I mean? It's sad. But there's no debating it though. Like he pleaded guilty. He's admitting to it. There's no debate. It's just sad, in my opinion.
1: Speaking of cases and rappers dealing with cases, we got Hot Boy's lawyer saying that his case will be dis- his Miami case will be dismissed. However, he's still facing a the Rico case. The Rico case in Orlando, which involves Glock 9. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what to say about this. So, I mean, at least the, the the Miami case
0: was able to get dismissed. And I think Hot Boy's got a good lawyer, so I think that they're going to continue to work on freeing him. I think I think Hot Boy's going to be able to get free eventually, eventually real soon.
1: I think he's going to have to face some type of repercussions, though. He might,
0: might have to be in there for a little bit longer. But I don't. I think he's gonna be free soon. Definitely, I think he's got a good lawyer. I think, like I said, this case proves this case being dismissed proves that his lawyer like, he can get it done. He's got one of the best in the game, and ultimately, he he has a a recipe for success in getting some of these things dismissed. So maybe there's some logistical things in some of these cases that he's getting them thrown out on.
1: Exactly, I can agree with
0: that. So maybe they might have found a recipe that's working, and like I said, if that's what's going to work, if that's what's going to happen, then that's what's worked. And, and Hot Boy's going to get out then, because they might have found some logistical thing to a workaround that to get out on. And and let's be real, that happens far too often than it probably should, in my opinion. But in this case, it's going to work in Hot
1: Boy's favor. I feel like. I can definitely agree with that, and and
0: and I think it's gonna be it's good because Hot Boy needs to be free more so than a lot of other rappers that are locked up. We need to free Hot Boy because Hot Boy actually make fire ass music. You know what I mean? Let's be real. The album that he just dropped while he was in jail was fire. Had the Uzi features, probably Big Thirty feature. He just dropped another song with Big Thirty. We just listened to it. The music video definitely
1: made it on Billboard.
0: Fire. Let's be real. Hot Boy got the Drake co sign. He's been making a lot of waves. He got the Future song from the last album. For real, if there's any if there's any artist that needs to be freed right now, it's got to be Hot Boy for me. So any artist, yeah. Over Young Thug, gonna forgot about him. But realistically, there. But it's more realistic that Hotboy
1: Boy gets free and sooner than no. The, but be honest, you'd rather free Hot Boy than Young Thug. No, no, nah, 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 that's what you said. That, that that's what he
0: said. It's close. What do you mean it's close? I'd rather... I want to free them all. But but Gunna is getting out. Thug, look, ain't getting out. Hot Boy's getting out. So if I could choose one to get out, I would get out Thug because he legit, Thug, for real ain't getting out. No,
1: but if you could choose one, though, like for real, for real. Like the other two are, are they're they're staying locked up forever. Yeah. Or at least for like another 10 plus. 10 years? 10 years. Damn.
0: Damn. The hot boy, thug, or gunna? Oh, my God. It's ass. It's like the worst choice of all time. It's really ass. I don't even. I want to free them all, but. If you only had one choice. You got to free young thug. Because <laughs> he's a legend. You're a liar. He's a legend. You got to free him. You're not lying. He's done too much for the culture to. And he's dropped too much fire. And too. Many, he's done been doing too many legendary things. He literally put on gunna. Probably he influenced Hot Boy, and he influenced the music. There wouldn't be a Hot Boy without Young Thug, and there wouldn't be Gunner without Young Thug. Gotta agree so with you we there. So we have to free Young Thug because he literally there wouldn't be a Hot Boy or Gunner without Owner Young Thug. Owner of YSL, exactly. The, the Young Thug is the, like he's the the most influential rapper of the
1: 2010s. Facts. So you ready to get into culture? Shoot straight into culture. I'm ready. We got Kim Kardashian, Kevin Hart and Sylvester Stallone accused of um drought l- drought restri- sorry sorry restri- drought restrictions and you basically using too much water it's in Cali- California
0: it, it's it, I'm not gonna lie when I read the article it was crazy how just how much water they were using I don't know how one single person can use that much water we're talking it was like 200 gallons one day hell no how is that even possible what is Kim K doing what is Kevin Hart doing that's, that's using up 200 gallons of water in one day. Like, I just don't get it, bro. Like, how could one human realistically use that much? What kind of shower are you taking? You know what I mean? Like, who do you have it? How many showers are you taking?
1: Bro, let the government get the water and grow their vegetables or whatever they got to do, man. And stop using up all the water. And Jesus.
0: I just... I just don't understand how they can use that much. And, and let's be real. They're only supposed to be used. And in, in, in this still sounds like a lot, but they're only supposed to be using like 80. And they use like 200, 250. Hell no. So they're like 170 gallons over and they're giving them a fine or whatever. If like, And they're saying it's it's, real, it's bad for the environment or whatever. Obviously for them to be using that much. That's and, what I'm saying. And, and to be doing it consistently. And they're, and they're doing that consistently. And they're just giving them a measly fine. That's bull crap. You can't just give him a measly f- you think Kim K is she's laughing at at the little state of California sending you a fifty dollar fine for using extra water. Even
1: if it was a fifty thousand dollar fine, she's she don't st- care. She, she's wiping her ass with that.
0: While she uses it more water, flushing the damn toilet. Like it's it's ridiculous. And and the fact that multiple people are involved with this it's like these are three totally different people, three totally different high profile celebrities. are somehow living the same type of lifestyle to be using 250 plus gallons of water in a day. How is that possible? Kevin Hart is a legend. I just don't understand what is he doing in in his day-to-day life that's using that much water. In
1: Cali, man, they're they're already out there in a drought, man. So, hell, man, they need that water every little droplet. It doesn't even make sense.
0: It literally makes no sense. Like, they legit, they must just, like, when they're brushing their teeth, they just, like, leave it running
1: all day like I, I remember watching a vice about how a lot of the mar- marijuana farms are like under a lot of get scrutiny and like restrictions because they were using like a lot of the water and so they had to go make ways around it and stuff like that but then you got Kim K just getting a fine for it but then you got these marijuana businesses losing their whole businesses people families losing their lives bro and Kim K just paying a fine like that so it's just crazy yeah we'll measly fine just for Using 170
0: more gallons than you should of water, which is just a
1: crazy amount. And like I said, you got other people who are losing their businesses over it. So it's just ridiculous. It is it's ridiculous, in my opinion. But I think
0: that, that they're going to start taking some necessary changes to changing it. Now
1: that the it's becoming more publicized. Facts. So we got Joe Biden announcing his um, student loan, um, how how he's going to pay them off at least ten thousand dollars worth
0: mm-hmm. he's announcing the plan tomorrow what are your thoughts about it <sighs> it's about time well when we drop the pot it'll probably be well, yeah we drop this pot it'll probably already have happened but as of right now it's supposed to come like today like it's 12 o'clock or whatever exactly so it's supposed to happen today technically what do i think about it yeah do you think it th- like do you think it's actually gonna happen
1: i think it's definitely gonna happen yeah i think it was definitely the move i think the original plan was like or the original number he announced was something like i'm freaking ridiculous like fifty thousand dollars each i knew that was never gonna happen but ten thousand dollars seems reasonable Mm -hmm. so yeah i could definitely agree with the move what do you got to say what do you gotta say about it? excuse me i
0: i guess that in a sense that they needed to find a way to do something to to solve this problem or
1: at least attempt to try
0: to begin solving it because there's too many people that were dealing with this problem Let's be real. All the doctors of America right now and the next generation of doctors, every single one of them is dealing with student loans. We're not going to have no doctors. Let's be real. By the time we're up there, no matter if we can afford it or not, where there might not be any good doctors left to perform surgeries on us when we're old or shit like that, because all of them are not going to be, they're choosing not to be doctors anymore because they have to pay $80,000 in student loans in order to become a doctor. Your dream to could be to become a doctor. Okay, I want to become a doctor, but it's immediately the the average person the, you, or a lawyer. You can't even become something like that because it becomes so expensive because it's, and you can't afford
1: this law school, debt. medical, medical let's be school. Real.
0: If it, it might be a originally eighty k in student loans, but then what, by the time you're doing that shit and in interest and all that,
1: it adds up. It's over like two
0: hundred k. You you basically two hundred k in the hole because you wanted to be a doctor.
1: So, do you is think it this really is a good move?
0: I think it's a good move to 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 begin doing something to start uh, getting rid of the stu- uh, some student loans, start eliminating some of them. Let's be real; for some people, ten uh, k is only going to get it rid of a little bit for them. Some of course, it's, but it, it's but a, it's a lot in the grand scheme of in things. In the grand scheme of things, ten k is going to move the needle for a lot of people. Exactly. So I think I re- you gotta respect it. Is it? I don't know if, if, financially for the country or whatever. Like, I don't know how that works, or if it's gonna be good, like, if how it's gonna fuck with inflation and shit like that. They're just kind of writing off money nowadays. You know, they're just Biden's just doing whatever. So let's be real. I don't know where they're getting the money to do this because, like I said, we're already in debt. In They've of, had, they got they have the plan, but I guess they got they a plan. have the economic plan. They, they really, had it already set up. They really don't, but at the, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, they needed to do something. So I'm interested to see what Joe Biden does. And if it's bad, it's going to get reversed, you know, so I'm not worried about it.
1: Perfect. Like I said, I I can agree with it, and there's only good, more good things to come out of this. Ready to get in the next topic? Yeah. So we got the former detective admitting to helping mislead a judge into authorizing the raid for Bre- Breonna Taylor's apartment that led to her killing. What do you have to say about it? I think
0: that it's crazy that we have something like this happen. I don't. I don't think that it's right that you know any when any kind of deception or misleading thing happens to me. That's just like, it's just another word of saying a lie. So let's be real. Any time a, a lie happens, in it, whatever situation, whatever ha- ha- other events happen, they happened. All I'm saying is that the initial lie that happened to get the warrant or whatever the case may be that if the, you know that played a role in, in the whole situation happening and, and that's sad to me
1: of course i can agree with that
0: it's sad that a a, a lie you know a lie that happened because of what an agenda of, of, of a person's own agenda or whatever that ultimately led to this happening and it, to me that's pretty sad and i think that ultimately the repercussions that this uh detective is going to face is going to be is going to be harsh very harsh and it should be harsh because i think that it's that's that's just that's a uh, perfect form of corruption that's taking your personal biases and and harming in at the, at the time and in the same life i guess to a certain extent you know what I'm saying and because of this uh, detective lying and misleading a judge, this is what caused the death you know what I mean it's real there were other events that that led to it as well. But this also played a role into it because they might have this not played gotten, a huge role they, they might have not gotten into the place in, in at all in the first place if let's be really didn't get this judge didn't lie they might they might have not been able to ever get that yeah, warrant. detective uh, the, the, the detective didn't lie to the judge exactly then the judge would have never gave the warrant they might have never went into the house which means they might have never shot nobody so things could have been a lot different and that's the sad most sad part about it for me because
1: that innocent person wouldn't have had to lose their life
0: exactly and i think regardless of what happens anytime that has to happen is sad you know what i mean but i think that the det- like the detective is going to get a harsh punishment and deservedly so that's as he mean? should as, as the as she should i think it was a she or a she yeah, yeah it was a she detective as she, should. As she should what were your thoughts on it
1: i can definitely agree that the detective should get harsh punish harsh punishments However, I do believe that the raid was eventually going to happen. This this true. But going to happen regardless. Maybe Brianna Taylor wouldn't have been the there shot, when it happened. When, when it happened,
0: or the shot, the, the shooting wouldn't happen.
1: Exactly. But I remember the shooting happened because it was a no knock warrant, and then the guy, her her boyfriend, like grabbed a gun and shot at a police officer. So yeah. then naturally, the police officer is going to shoot back. Yeah. And then that's just the end of the day. What happened?
0: And, and and that's like I said, there's other events that that go into it. Like I said, but it's sad knowing that the party they wouldn't have ever went in in the first place if the, the detective didn't cap.
1: Exactly. And that's like the I, sad part. And like I said, would Brianna Taylor been that day if they would have raided the house the next day? morning?
0: The next morning, who knows? Could have been at work. God knows. Things would have been a lot different. What have should have could have, I guess?
1: Would all we. Knows that we're facing with the reality that the detective lied to get the warrant and Brianna Taylor is now gone. Exactly. Moving on to the next thing we got Andrew Tate.
0: Uh, this is somebody who's been growing in popularity, I guess, uh, for being uh, on, on TikTok and other social media platforms for, uh, I guess, misogynistic, some would say, uh, speech and just um i guess mo- uh it's been because motivational he's mo- most known for motivating the youth you know you'll say young men to embrace their masculinity and such like that he's most known for his giving his opinions on women and shit like that and he's de- well but now he's not going to be giving much opinions anymore on women or, or anybody in, uh, in general because he's been banned from social media all social media platform and it's funny because he's been banned on TikTok and such like that he's obviously he had an instagram because he posted on there but he never had his it. tick tock he was and he was most famous on there
1: me personally i think this is a bad move because then it just says that all of these companies are just working together and they'll just be able to ban anyone that they don't like and yeah. it's horrible
0: i think it's bad because let's be real I, do I agree with some things Andrew Tate says? Yes, I think that he makes some really valid points. Do I think he makes all good points? No. But I think he does make some valid points. Exactly. And just because a few people or, or maybe even a lot of people disagree with some of the things he says. you Just not
1: mean he should be banned from every single exactly, platform. Exactly. Just and because and he has a difference of an opinion. And he got banned just like that.
0: Snap of the fingers that he was banned from
1: everything. That's crazy. I thing. think he, he. it's possible f- for... Andrew Tater, any individual who's saying something like outlandish or whatever should be banned off of a single platform or maybe like since like Facebook and Instagram are owned by the same person, maybe they could be banned off Facebook and yeah. Instagram, but be but then, banned off everything entirely. It's, it's, just, ridiculous. it's, it's cr- just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It's
0: ridiculous in my opinion. And I just, I think that this whole banning instantly, just because of, uh, it's one thing if you actually do some something wrong on the platform, and you're promoting hate speech, or you're being, you're bullying, or some shit like that. I, I understand that, but you're you're literally being banned from social media just for for stating your opinion, and it's not even like he's been saying it in a bad way. Or, that's what I'm saying. He's just been, he's literally been been getting behind a mic on his, on his podcast or other people's podcasts and saying, I think that men drive cars better than women. That's just that that's kind of what's what, one thing he would say. Do and me personally. I don't do you know. 100% agree with that. Maybe maybe not. maybe not 100% agree with that, but that's just one of the things he says. But do I think that somebody should be banned from all social media for saying that if they do actually agree with it? No. Exactly. So and and so I think that's the ridiculous part about this whole thing. I don't think he should be banned from social media just because of his opinions. Facts. We got uh
1: ready to move on to uh the newest news in gaming? Oh yeah, for sure. We got Twitch partners being able to stream now on other platforms, including YouTube, Facebook. (sighs) This is a good move. This is a really good move, I think, for for gaming
0: streamers. Not just gaming streamers, but streamers in general. Let's be real. A lot of people are trying to uh, partner with Twitch up nowadays, and they're trying to find a way to move their content to the live streaming platforms. It's something that we could be looking to as well, moving into doing to in the future.
1: It's crazy, though, because they've gotten a lot of scrutiny in the past because they weren't able to do such things like this. As we know, Nick Merckx, one of the most popular Warzone streamers, was trying to stream with his buddy um, Dr. Disrespect, but then Dr. Disrespect got banned off of Twitch, so he wasn't able to stream with Dr. Disrespect. Exactly. and it, just, it was horrible. You, you weren't able to see that great duo. Exactly.
0: I think it's a good move. Let's be real. I think Twitch has a great thing going, and they just need to keep their people happy keep the audience happy and that means you have to keep your content creators happy and because of how this situation is going you're going to have to allow your content creators to stream on other platforms and the way that they did it was good because first of all if you could stream on multiple platforms at the same time like they like let's say if you could stream on twitch and youtube at the same time that's op right there because then you could have 20k viewers on twitch and 20k on youtube when well, we make making double the money but they said you can't do that yeah you could you you can stream on twitch and then if you get off twitch then you can get on youtube and i like that because that makes being a twitch partner it, it still holds its value because you can't just stream on both at the same time but let's just say you you want to go and get with your let's say dr disrespect wants to stream with uh Somebody else, like Nick Marks, whatever, boom, he can do that. He can go from multiple platforms. He can do whatever he needs to do. And any streamer can do that now, any Twitch partner streamer. So I think that's a good move. And I think that is great for Twitch streamers. And I think that is great for upcoming upcoming content creators. I think it's a good move for Twitch and and is great for other streaming platforms. I I know that they're probably happy because Twitch is number one right now at the end of the day. But YouTube gaming us. But this this is going to open the door. for them them to be on top and no, but then for them to actually maybe stop being competitors and start working with each other more, maybe, and maybe we're going to start seeing streaming platforms come together, like Twitch and YouTube start working together. And let's be real. Anytime we see that happen, we've seen it with gaming and we saw with call of duty when they come together, they're much better than competing facts. When these companies come together and they start bringing their ideas to the table together, this is, more money this is more brain power this is when the real things happen so I, I think it's a good move
1: i definitely can agree with that exactly so next we got nate shot co-owner of 100 thieves one of the biggest gaming organizations in the world right now it was fe- featured in an ad for the pga tour with tiger golf Tiger Woods. I mean my best I don't know why I said Tiger Golf, sorry. Tiger Woods, one of the best golfers to ever play. Exactly. Tiger Woods, a legend. I exactly. said Tiger Golf, that was hilarious. Yeah. But, but yeah, Tiger Woods, legend. Previously, Nate Shot has been in a Warzone commercial as well as a Super Bowl commercial for Rockstar. hmm What are we thinking about his latest moves with Tiger Woods?
0: It's a cool move.
1: Cool move. Is that all we got to say? It's a
0: cool move. I mean, let's be real. So this is a good move for Nate's shot. I think it shows that content creators are moving up. I think it's cool that uh, somebody that was working for 100 Thieves, as the content creator, and uh, he's you no, know, he's the OG of it, he could, the owner. But he started that up and now working with probably the most high-profile uh, athlete potentially up there with uh, LeBron of the 2000s era. You know what I mean? Of the 2000s, you know, even the 2010s as well. I mean, this is Tiger Woods. He's carried the face of golf for probably my entire lifetime.
1: Does this open the opportunity for eSports to collaborate in the future with big-name sports as well as football and basketball? It does. Of
0: course it does. It, they've already started those collaborations, processes in the works. They've already started those collaborations. This is just another example of another one.
1: Well, I mean, like, not necessarily with f- players, but with actually the leagues themselves.
0: Oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to keep seeing that with the leagues themselves. We're going to start seeing uh teams collaborate we're gonna start seeing hunted thieves and pga collaborations we're gonna start seeing hunted thieves collaborate with the nba we're gonna start seeing all kinds of stuff like that
1: are we gonna start <laughs> seeing professional fifa players collab with national national soccer teams national clubs i mean well, not national clubs, clubs of clubs we're already
0: seeing soccer clubs start, sign their own individual esports players you know orlando city has their own you know uh, even uh, European teams like Chelsea and uh, in Arsenal and such, they are signing their own players. So let's be real, it's, it's getting bigger and bigger, and they're already doing that. So we don't know where they're going from here, but they're going to continue to make more lucrative deals. And it, let's be real, the, those esports athletes are becoming, we're going to drop that esports label pretty soon, and they're gonna, just going to be about as high profile as normal athletes. Know what i mean well what, what, you know what i mean but it, 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 it's not quite our generation that that's going to be for but the next generation
1: speaking of esports and the competitive scene we got people betting on streamers to win games i like it it's let's good. talk about the pros and cons that come with it i like that I, I, first of all i think that it could be a good move
0: i think that betting on uh, streamers could be good i think it's going to be a good interactive experience and i think that it could be really a lucrative business However, I think that there's a lot of corruption that could come
1: with it. Exactly. People could be forfeiting games on purpose. I
0: think that you shouldn't just be able to bet on random games that, like, let's just say random stream games, like a random Tuesday.
1: That's exactly what I said. I believe, like, they should be tournament-type based games. Exactly. Let's just say, uh, like, CDL.
0: You should have been able to bet on LA Thieves winning. Exactly. I should have been able to bet on that. Like you know, what I mean? if you really, if you pro really, or zone you, tournament, you, you should, should be really, be able, you, able to bet you, you on Aiden winning. Exactly, you know, and scump. That's coming, and that's how that's that's what's coming real soon. They're already going to be. That's going to come real soon. Let's be real. People are watching those competitions just like it's a Super Super Bowl or other other athletics. You know what I mean? And people want to bet on those things. People love betting on sports. People are gonna want to bet on esports. You know what I mean, that's just what it is. Of course, if you're watching something like if I was watching uh, CDL, I would want. Oh yo, let, let me throw ten on on LA Thieves right now. They're smoking them. And they, oh yo, let, let me th- let me throw ten on them. Like you're gonna want to do that. And let's be real, they're not throwing those games. So it's 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 not like you you don't have to worry about them throwing it like a random game would in in some random Tuesday.
1: And that's teams that we're talking about. Individual streamers' performances even if it
0: was even if it was a, a war zone tournament and it was just it was a solo tournament and it was i could bet on a tournament where you're exactly not, where you, but, but the thing you can only do it for a tournament because you know that you're not going to
1: just quit a tournament exactly or forfeit or not give your give your best performance
0: exactly you're going to give your best performance we know that exactly so if that but let's be real the only way you can do it is for a tournament and it's like as simple as that the only way you can do this is if you do it for
1: tournaments so betting on war, betting on streamers in general, could be a good thing.
0: I think that it's it's coming in the future. It's it's crazy to me that they haven't already done that. Because because these betting sites, they want to. They're they'll do. They'll let you bet on anything. So it's coming in the future. I know it is. Yeah, it's coming real soon. Was so that it? That's it. That's it. An hour and thirty minutes. That was uh, a good
1: one. Hour and a half. That was a good one.
0: Yeah. You ready to wrap this one up? Yeah, I bet. Ready to wrap it up. Well, this is episode 15 of the Shooter Straight Podcast. We got a lot of big things coming soon. Uh, Hopefully, we got another episode coming this week. Um, You know, we're not going to, like I said, we're not going to, we got to keep, stay tuned to our Instagram. We're going to probably drop uh, who, who our interview could be coming soon this week. We're going to drop it on our Instagram this week. So follow us on Instagram, subscribe, like, and comment, uh, everything At like shoot that. Shoot It Straight. Exactly. Uh, comment uh, on the YouTube uh, what you thought, any of the takes of the episode, any of your opinions and all of that, and then uh, continue to run it up. And we'll be back uh, hopefully this week for another episode.
1: Continue with the feedback. We love to see it. Comment what was your favorite thing about that episode. And continue to run up the reels on Instagram. Again, our biggest reel hit. About, what was it, 35K? It's, it's probably even more now. Now it's probably going to eventually hit 40,000. 40, so keep running it up and we'll continue continue to grow and we'll see you soon.
0: Exactly. So with all that being said, we're going to uh, wrap this one up. We got episode 15 of the podcast. Uh, I'm Zach. And I'm Blue. And we'll continue to shoot it straight away and we'll see you all next time. Exactly. Continue straight. We'll see you all soon. Peace. Peace.